Now recording to our live custom stream. Now we got a lot of people already in the super chat. Let's see how many people. Wow, we got a lot. We got uh, Greg Laney, Bill H. Kramer, John Wayne, Bill H. Scuba. Of course, well, we got a lot Biden. of people hey. already in the super chat. Uh oh, somebody. Greg Laney, Bill H. Kramer, uh -oh. John Wayne. If you have a if you have a window open, somebody mute your YouTube. Mute your YouTube. All right, I think we got it now. All right. Not sure what happened, but sometimes it happens. We do have technical difficulties every once in a while. Don't blame me. All right, you can blame me. I'm the guy. All right, so let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and continue. We have a bunch of people. We got a bunch of people that are watching, and they are in the super chat. We got Greg Laney, Bill H, Kramer, Will Fly, John Wayne. What's up, buddy? We just went out and flew a couple days ago. Scuba, Kramer, Will Fly. Uh, a bunch of people are talking. Daniel uh, Roosh is in the house. Also, also Kevin Houston. What's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. Matt Sloper um gary simmons and it looks like more people are coming in here uh we, oh we even got mark honeycutt how about that we got mark honeycutt That's i chattered because we're going to be chatting with him tonight uh we're going to run through everybody on the panel real quick and get to mark honeycutt our guest tonight so real quick will fly from will fly ppg tonight he's going to be uh, putting everybody in the spinny wheel of Winnie things. So make sure you at will fly and say hello that you're here so we can put you in the spinny wheel of Winnie things. Please go and check out his YouTube channel. You can find that over at willflyppg.com. We also got Jim. Jim from Canada, eh? The only guy I know that has maple syrup smelling money and people stop him on the street and say, let me smell your money. That's amazing. Jim from Canada, you can find him at carepp.com, and he is our official sponsor. If you want something uh, printed, he's the guy for you. And if you want to see his shenanigans, check out carepppg.com. We also got Scuba Steve. He's vapes. He, he flies paramotors. He has his own podcast on Fridays, paramotordude.com. Make sure you run over there and say hi to Scuba Steve. He also is going to be watching the uh the super chat tonight so make sure you at scuba steve if you want to we also got ryan rides what's up ryan rides man awesome i love your drones and all the cool stuff you got going on up there uh if you want to check him out ryan what is a good.com for uh your stuff and you know that you're on mute right now so if you want to say something you got to unmute yourself he goes oh crap <laughs> uh yeah what we actually your... just <laughs> sorry we just got our uh website up it's uh, starflightdrones.com. Uh, we do drone shows across the uh, across the country and uh, can't beat our prices. So hit me up. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ryan. And one more time, that uh, website? Starflightdrones.com starflightdrones.com excellent thank you ryan appreciate you buddy uh glad that you're here we also got paramom from paramomusa.com hey. hopefully with her little pom-poms right you got your pom-poms got my pom -poms. excellent yeah, welcome hi panel <clears throat> welcome monday night i always look forward to monday nights i gotta monday say nights are great shout out to all my chatters hi chatters thank you for joining us tonight 
If you want Andy. to get on the show, just hit up Paramom. You can go to ParamomUSA.com and that forwards over to her Facebook page and let her know that you want to be on her show. But tonight is not about me. It's not about everybody on the panel. Tonight is all about Mark Honeycutt. What's up, big guy? Good to see yeah. you, man. And you are on mute, so make sure you unmute yourself so we can hear you. Guns. There we go. Good to, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you all. Yeah, you look you look more buff or more chiseled or something's going on. What's different? I mean, it's been a minute since it's, I seen you. Yeah, it's probably the Lyme disease. What? Yeah, some stupid tick bit me on a run the other day, and I've just been like sitting at home and taking antibiotics. And I got my first run back in today, and man, I was fatigued. But hey, Ooh. that's not uh, good. That's not nothing to mess with. That's for sure. Mm, yeah, I think not. I caught well, early enough that the antibiotics should kill it, but it is pretty serious if you don't catch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Well, welcome, Mark Honeycutt. Glad that you made it here tonight. Tonight is all about you, but then again, it's always about you. If you haven't been to his YouTube channel, make sure you check it out. We got the link down below, but I bet you already know Mark Honeycutt. If you do in the super chat, just say, I know Mark Honeycutt. I watch his videos. So Mark, on the, on the pre-show, we talked a little bit about what we wanted to talk about tonight. And one of the things was you flew up to almost 15,000 feet on your Adam 80. Big grandpa here, man. I tell you what, it takes forever for me to get up to like 2,000 feet. Tell us about that adventure. So I just landed probably, I don't even know what time it is now, but I probably landed about two or three hours ago, maybe less. And uh, the goal was just to go see how high I could go because I got this new setup. I've got a SkyTap Raptor uh, with an Adam 80 on it. And I got the Vito um, Helix 140 prop, and then I also got the 22-meter Viper XC. So I got a lot of efficient things going on. So I just really wanted to see how high I could fly. I basically pinned full power for two hours and 20 minutes, and I'm sure that the engine loved it. But, yeah, I made it to 14,885 feet, and it took a long time. <laughs> That is incredible. A 140 centimeter prop. Now, did you have to do something with your Adam 80 to get a 140 centimeter prop on it? No, uh, Viterazzi has approved 140 props on them now. I mean, they didn't change their reduction, but they've approved the props. And then they recently just approved um, the Viterazzi Helix prop. So before people were using, I think, the uh, 140 E prop, but now they got the Vito prop. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, any questions? I know I know everybody on the panel. We went through the we went through everything so quick. Um, anybody on the panel want to ask Mark Honeycutt any questions? I, I think Jim wants to. He's like, Jim's got a question. I do, I do. Yeah, how much how much fuel did you burn over the two hours? I think I it's a four point six gallon tank, and I think I burned three gallons. I mean, anywhere from two to three gallons. I looked at the tank. Actually, I, hold on one second. I'll pull up a, a picture for y'all, and you you can judge. But um, one sec. All right, y'all tell me how much fuel you think is left, how much I burned. This is a 4.6-gallon tank. Oh, it's blurred. All right, this is a fail. Hmm, I don't know how to blur the screen. I'll figure it out in a second, but I think I burned about three gallons. And after, you, at two you hours, you should be able to put the the phone right there on your chest. 
There we yeah, go. Uh, uh, move it forward just a little bit. There we go. I can see, but it looks kind of white. But yeah, uh, I think I think about two to three gallons. But I just basically full powered for two hours and twenty minutes, and then I killed the engine and glided from fourteen thousand eight hundred feet to landing, and it was incredible. Like just keeping the ear cups and earbuds on. I actually turned my music off and just glided the whole way, and it was super peaceful. It was really nice actually, because so just over four liters per hour then. Yeah, well, that would, I guess that would be, wait, maybe more than that. I think the chart even says, like, at full power, you're burning, like, nine, but that, that wouldn't make sense, though. Yeah, I don't know. The chart's wrong, too. Hard to say. I haven't done the calculations yet. I just landed. <laughs> I think a lot of that's going to be based on the wing that you're flying and how much your all-up weight will be on that wing and how efficient it is. So that that probably has a contributing factor to it. Yeah, absolutely. I was pretty lightly loaded because the Viper 22 is actually because it's such a high aspect ratio efficient wing. Um, there's it only goes to a max size of 22 or 24. So 22 is actually big for me, but I got it because I knew I would load it down with uh, a lot of fuel, camping gear, oil and all that. But this flight, I only had my scout bag. So and I was full of fuel. So it really wasn't I was pretty lightly loaded. <clears throat> That's yeah, what the I burner wondering. shouldn't change when you're going full throttle because you're going full throttle. You can't really, you're not, you're not working on efficiency. So it no. should, it should be a consistent, it, the wing shouldn't really matter at that point. Over that 140 prop, it probably should really have a lot more thrust. I would assume a 140 prop, even on the Adam 80 probably has a lot more thrust then yeah. of course my that's what, I, that's what I was wanting to know i mean what does he weigh like 165 if that i don't know but if you're on the factory r how is the climb rate with that it's massive like i tested <laughs> a, i tested a viper 18 at bad apples with a factory r and i think i was doing like i saw a thousand foot per minute at one point wow yeah, yeah, I was surprised because the 18, I was like, 18, that's small, but the Viper is efficient. The reason I chose the Viper wasn't just for randomness and, you know, trendiness. It's, um, if you go look, if you guys know Giles Fowler, he flew the Viper 3 to 22,000 feet in the UK. So it's just a, and he did a lot of research on what wing was the best. I mean, he even thought about flying free flight wings. He tried free flight wings, but the Viper three proved to be more efficient on a power on, on a power platform. And, and that's why I chose the Viper over, you know, some, like a Xena or some random brief light wing or something. But y'all, y'all should check out Giles Fowler. He likes to push the limits too. Interesting. So how long were you above 10,000 feet? Do you know approximately? Yeah, a long time. Um, and actually <laughs> I started a timer above 12 and above 14 because in the army, as a helicopter pilot, they taught us above um, 10,000 feet, you only want to be there for an hour. And above 12,000 feet, you only want to be there for half an hour. And then above 14,000 feet, you're required to have oxygen. And when I say above 12,000 for 30 minutes, um, after 30 minutes, you need to get oxygen. And I was above 14,000 feet for a long, much. Well, I needed oxygen according to the army rules and I did not have it. And I stayed above there for a long time, but I was like, 
doing multiplication in my head. I was like, all right, I'm good. I feel good. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to fool around too much with hypoxia. Interesting. Is that the highest you've ever flown so far to date or have you flown uh, higher before in the past? Uh, on the Nitro 200 and Buzz Z5, I flew to uh, over 17,000 feet. I know one of the questions that a lot of people ask is, what is your go-to wing and your go-to paramotor? Uh, so let's go ahead and answer that one, I suppose. Right now, I mean, I feel like I'm just testing stuff. And go-to, I mean, I don't know what my go-to is anymore. I've been jumping around and, you know, if I'm having fun, it's probably not going to be the Adam 80. It's probably going to be my factory R and the Gen Falcon 20 meter. But if I'm trying to be efficient, it'll be, yeah, it'll be the Raptor Adam 80 and the uh, 22 meter Viper. So right. two different answers right there. It makes sense. Uh, any other questions on the panel? That's the Viper XC, right? Yeah, yeah. The one with the winglets, that's what I got. And it's it's rock solid. I mean, I did have a collapse the other day when I was doing a seven hour this seven hour fifty minute flight. I was towards the end of it. I was very lightly loaded because I burned I had burned over four gallons at this point, and uh, thermals were starting to kick off. It was probably two p.m. There were good thermals too, and I was utilizing them. But one of them was just kind of pretty spicy and. Um, you know, I felt my wing going to surge. I caught the surge, but the, the tip kind of collapsed, but popped right back out. And that's really the only uh, collapse I've taken on the Viper XC so far. And I was lightly loaded, so it makes sense. On the Viper XC, uh, somebody was saying, I think it was Trevor, that uh, when it feels very stable as you're flying straight, but then if you... If you give it a little pressure in the brakes or the tip steering, it will almost, it'll, it'll be dialed, but then all of a sudden it kind of breaks loose and then it'll, it'll be much more uh, agile, like with a normal Viper. Have you experienced anything like that? Um, no, I've just been mostly, most honestly, most of my flights lately have just been hands off. Like I really haven't played around too much with the Viper. I, I probably have 25 hours on it in five flights. So they've all been like really long flights. And um, so, I, and, and most of them are just, I stow the brakes and I stow the throttle at cruise control and I'm just navigating and eating snacks. That's awesome. And eating snacks. What else is there? <laughs> oh, to, today I was telling on the pre-show, I was talking about how I went on a run, um, get some exercise. And then I, on the run, I was, I was struggling a bit more than usual because I haven't been able to run due to the Lyme disease. And so I was, I got on my phone and I was looking up the wind directions and like the temperatures at 14,000 feet. And I'm like, today's the day. And so I went and immediately got home and started packing for this, this 15,000 flight and I got some Mexican food and I put it in my front of scout adventure bag and I flew with this Mexican food it was in a in a tray in a plastic bag tied up and I didn't even touch it like <laughs> I, I was just too busy in the turbulence up to 8,000 feet before it smoothed out and then above 8,000 I was on a mission and I was like uh, I'm not even hungry but I just flew with this Mexican food that was and it got cold because it was like 20 something degrees at 14 15,000 feet 
least it didn't go bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get your own refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mark, what's the uh what's the scariest collapse or event that you've ever experienced flying? Um, even though I didn't really take many collapses or anything, when I was in South Korea, I would basically just pioneer mountains by myself because I speak Korean and have many friends there. So I would just hike places and find out that they weren't really sites anymore and they were sketchy. And one place I took off and landed in this bowl and I was just getting rocked around and just had to land next to this creek bed. And that was pretty sketchy for me. I don't think I even took collapses, but it was just like, actually, I think I did. I heard it, but a lot of the times they pop right back out before you can even see it. And uh, that was pretty spooky for me, just like pioneering random mountains in South Korea that I thought were launch sites. Interesting. There's a uh, question that just popped up that if somebody could read that, I thought it was a beautiful question because I've heard that yes, the Viper yes. XC is, is a little bit less easy to, to get up than the Viper 5. Yeah, it looks like we do have a lot of questions in Super Chat. Uh, Steve, can you go ahead and uh, start uh, reading those questions? All right. Well, one of them, um, Jim CR120 wants to know, um, with the recent announcement of the fuel injection Moster and its dramatic fuel consumption improvement, do you see it playing a role in the future of cross countries? Yeah, let me answer Jim real quick. Um, the Viper, I don't know much about the plain old Viper 5 compared to the XC, but um it launched the xc launches really good so i can't but i can't compare it to the five because i've never flown just the plain old five um but Ozone well, what about the falcon or the mac paracharger i've never launched the mac paracharger i've never flown mac para the falcon my falcon i've had since 2019 i think the launch characteristics are dying a little bit um but it, Falcon is it has always been a very solid cross-country wing for me like it is it's like rock solid in flight no oscillation and it does well in turbulence but and launch characteristics are good too it's just starting to get old um but yeah I haven't flown a mech pair I, I think ozone wing typically launch pretty good how would you compare the two the Falcon and your new Viper for for launching like getting it up and going like which would be easier i think um well that's hard to say because i'm comparing now i'm comparing a, a new viper to an old falcon but i think they both launch pretty good new um the viper ozone's notorious for having pretty good launching wings except for the mojo it's a dog um yeah but yeah i don't know they're probably pretty similar when they're new i i do really like the falcon i think it's solid but i can't and it I was getting four liters an hour on the Revo 200 with the Falcon, which I thought was pretty good, but I haven't compared them on the Atom 80. So I'm not sure what their efficiency comparisons are. Um, but for the EFI, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I've heard it's going to be like eight pounds heavier. It's going to be uh, potentially $7,000 for most or EFI. Um, but at the same time, I want to try it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what fly-ins are for. Yeah. 
Yeah, fly-ins. I know it's, but it's at the same true fly-ins. But at the same time, when pre-order comes out, I just feel like it, it's going to sell out. It might not. I don't know. Maybe people will think it's too expensive. I'm not sure. It always but, makes me nervous to be an early adopter of anything like that. You know, especially when you're talking that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, seven thousand dollars is a whole paramotor, and now you're well, and it might be six thousand. I don't know. As someone today said maybe seven but um even six said 5500 euros today so, and i i don't know what that is in us how many euros 5500 5500 um, uh, yeah probably 6053 it probably is just a little over 6000 and then taxes and shipping maybe it is 65 i don't know Maybe they'll just send you one for free, man. You know, hey, Mark Honeycutt, we're just going to send him one for free. Uh, yeah, I wish. Bitter Aussie's never given me anything, but that would be nice. They should have sponsored cross-country pilots. Where are those people? Yeah. Tucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> Care Printing sponsors me. What's that? I say Care Printing sponsors me. That's because you own it. Yeah. That's not fair. I don't know what that is. Should I? <laughs> no, that's my company. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's his company that smells like maple syrup. <laughs> um, so many companies out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I obviously isn't much value. He's crushed. <laughs> I know we all we all want Mark to go. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I do now. Uh, yeah. Can we see any more questions in the super chat, sir? And also, too, um, while he's checking that out, don't forget to at will fly. Let him know that you're here because we're spinning the spinning wheel of winning things. Oh, well, Tony Marzano wants to know. Wants to ask Mark when's the baby coming? September fourth, Labor Day. Oh wow. At least you have a long weekend. I love it. I, I guess that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's not that's only in a couple couple months, right? That's gotta go so fast, Mark. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Less than I'm so months. excited for both of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, I asked you this before and I can't remember what your answer was. Are you gonna find out what it is beforehand or are you gonna make it a surprise? surprise that's yeah. yeah it's a lot of their fam or her family members did that so we're gonna do it too oh right. there you go there you go see that's by like you know going back to the old school like i call it because yeah i didn't know what i was gonna have either and there and at that time i guess in the 80s you, there wasn't a way to find out they didn't have all these you know uh you know the pink and blue what do they call yeah. it well, they find out who it is. You Gender know. reveal. Yeah. yeah. You catch a mountain on fire. So yeah. being a dad, is that going to slow you down on your flying or your acro or anything oh. like that? Yeah, I'm sure it will. That's all right. Well, that's what Tony said. He said, so that's that's the end. That's when the flying stops. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm doing all this stuff lately. Got to get it in while I can. That's right. There you go. There you go. You know him. He's going to take the baby up there. He's going to be like doing a video on how to change a, di a diaper while you're flying a paramotor at 10,000 feet. <laughs> That's a good idea. 
<laughs> Don't get many ideas. God. <laughs> Poor yep. baby's going to have horrible hearing one day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what funny. beverage are you promoting tonight? Me? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Corona Extra. Yeah. Cheers. That, ca- that counts as an import, right? Sure. I guess so. <laughs> Isn't everything imported anyway? So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You got Corona a with yeah. the lime. I wish I had a lime. Man. Do we have any limes, Lena? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so Shane's planet. Shane says it. The, we were talking about the uh, EFI. It's eight pounds heavier, costs more, requires faith and a battery. That's that's a point. I mean, yeah, there. And I was asking Trevor about it today. I was like, man, I don't even want to dual start on a, mo- a Mosters now because they're notoriously, the starters are notoriously pretty bad. I, I don't know if they've changed companies. I haven't gotten dual start in a long time, but um, I just got a lime delivered. Thank you. But uh, yeah, hopefully they change something on their electric start with the EFI. Maybe it'll be completely different. Maybe so. Um, well, on the air conception, actually, for all the you know cylinders that go bad with nickel coating, I will say the one thing that they did right is the electric start on air conception. Never failed me ever. It was great. Cool. My next air motor will definitely have dual start. It's weird because uh, me and Shannon were watching stuff about the frying pan and all that. And then like a week later, you post a video from flying at the frying pan. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's just weird that you came up like right after we were watching some stuff on it. That's funny. That looked looked awesome. That was epic. Yeah, that was a really good flight. coordinated that for multiple years and just weather and life and stuff got in the way a lot of times it was just weather couldn't make it happen but yeah frying pan was an incredible flight i want to go back out there i'm friends with richard at the tower and he wants me to get back out there i think there's a question about that actually in the super chat so yeah there is we've got some more questions okay Let's go ahead and uh, do some questions. Who who can find the last questions that we need to uh, check out? James, has a, James uh, has a question. With your success of the Ocean Adventure to Pan Head Tower, do you think you'll host some future overnight cross-country adventures, something like Scout did, but on a calmer, but on a calmer mentality? Uh, that's a good question for actually y'all and the people in the chat. I mean, do you all want something like that? Like I will have, I'm going to have a lot of paramotors here. Actually, I, I do um, have, I, I have about six paramotors now that I could potentially host something like that. So I don't know. Does someone want to, I was thinking like, I'm not, I'm not sure I want to do this. I think about it. I think about a lot of different random things like this, but I could very well just not do it at all. <laughs> but like mountain uh, camping trip with like classes on um, 
how to become more comfortable and knowledgeable about mountain flying. But the goal is you come out for a weekend and the goal is to camp, but I'm also, I would also, it would also be educational for you and, or yeah, something like a trip like that. And I would provide the paramotor, but you could bring your wing or something. Hmm. So I don't know. I've thought about it. That'd be pretty neat. What's massive bad out there. What's that, Jim? Oh, sorry, guys. There's a bat was buzzing me. Oh, in your house? A bat? Bat was buzzing you in the house? No, I was on the I was on the porch. That's funny. We're on the terrace, and he was just he was swooping around all over and just went over me two or three times. A bat? He was. Yeah, he was not small either. Where, I, the heck, so, where are you? <laughs> I'm at Chame Airport down in Panama. Oh my goodness. Look at you, Mr. <laughs> Adventure, this summer. Jeez. Yeah, I wouldn't mess around with your bats down there. They're bad. He was, you have to say, okay, Jim was not himself tonight. He was feeling kind of batty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Okay, I guess that's a mom joke. Uh, <laughs> that's about as bad as dad. I did jokes. a funny. I did a funny. Uh, that's awesome. Tonight <laughs> we are going to be spinning the spinny wheel of Winnie things, and that's spinny will as in W I L L. If you haven't done so already, please say hello to Will at Will Fly in the super chat. Let him know that you're here so we can put you in this spinny wheel. Now, JB from JBPPG is going to be giving away a decal. So if you haven't done so already, run over to JBPPG.com, create that free account because he loves to give away free stuff all the time. All right, let's continue our interview with Mark Honeycutt. So Mark, any other crazy adventures you've done lately that you want to chat about? Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, like three days ago, I flew for almost eight hours. Um, yeah. And people might be interested in that because I don't think, yeah, I don't know how many people have done that in the U.S. because in other countries, you know, you can carry as much gas as you want. So I watched a video recently of some guy that carried 50 liters and he flew for 1100 kilometers, which math would say, I guess, 160 miles. And uh, and if y'all go find that video, it's from 2007. And he he had a Red Bull helmet on. He had a C-130 fly by him. He had a helicopter fly by him. So there's a lot of coordination. But anyways, in America, we can't fly with that much gas. So yeah, I flew for eight hours on 4.6 gallons. That Viper is really efficient. And um, the Adam 80 with the Vito Helix prop is really efficient as well. And I just set out for the day lots of food gear a way to pee and i just i just tried to maintain cruise rpm only 7500 for me uh, on the atom 80 uh, with a, a cylinder head temperature around 145 and i just i locked that in and flew for eight seven hours and 53 minutes straight until my until my gas ran out Dang, man. That, that's incredible so i mean did you do like so yeah thermals so the goal for me was to see how long i could go at cruise so even even though i utilized thermals what i did was i maintained cruise 
in those thermals, which was weird because it was a little uncomfortable. I've done a lot of paragliding, but like, yeah, just being at cruise in a thermal, just in all the turbulence and the the fact that something could happen, like being having your prop spinning and everything is super weird. But you know, had I gone down to idle, I do believe that I could easily fly over eight. I could probably fly over nine to ten hours for sure if. Every, you know, if I worked every thermal at idle or with the engine off. It's going to be Mark Honeycutt, first paramotor pilot to cross the Atlantic. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. <laughs> I yeah. got in-flight refuel and um, yeah. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I actually so have, a, I have a question for you, Mark. Um, how much of uh, what you're doing now do you, did you learn or get figure things out from your trip across North Carolina when you took that uh, flight across North Carolina? Um, I'm sure it helped. It definitely pushed me to want to do it more because it was fun. Um, like, did you, know. did you learn a lot on that trip that you now use that knowledge for some of your other adventures that you're going on now? Yeah, in a way. I mean, most of the knowledge I already knew. I just pieced it all together. Um, I mean, there's certain things that I did that I, you know, I'd probably pick airports over random gas stations uh, most of the time if I could and and definitely call ahead to those airports before landing at them to make sure they're actually open and fuel isn't self-serve if they're not open. Uh, those are those are probably two of the bigger things I learned. I'm trying to think if anything, if I learned anything else from the North Carolina or South Carolina crossings, but I don't know. Did I learn anything, Elena, about the NCSC crossings? I don't know. I don't know. That's so we're so out support. You, sorry, I missed. I interrupted you, Will. What was no, that? I was, just, I was just asking if Elena was your ground support on the one where you had ground support crossing. No, I didn't have any ground support. There she I mean, is. Oh, you didn't? North Carolina, you did. Yeah, North Carolina. No, for North, North Carolina, I I didn't have any at all. I flew west. To, I drove to the airport in Tennessee. I launched and I flew all the way basically to, oh, Rodanthe, if that's how you say it. And then I flew back up to Kitty Hawk and to Raleigh. And luckily, Ross Gassaway was there with his van. And he drove me from Raleigh back to Asheville. So I could have flown back, I guess, but I, that wasn't my goal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably, probably a, I mean, when you're going from east to west, it's uh, it could be a challenge. Yeah, it was much, much slower. When, just flying back to Raleigh took forever. But now Elena helped me with She's all dark back there. She helped me with the South. He dropped me off on the South Carolina one because we were heading to the beach. And um, and yeah, I just met her on the beach and then we hung out at the beach for a couple of days. So it was a nice little chill session after a bunch of flying. Cool. Yeah. So what do you do on those long trips for washroom breaks? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I got a bag of them right here. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not condom catheters. <laughs> condom catheters. Okay. How does that work? 
Well, if you oh, put a oh, come on, Jim. No, no, no. Okay, no, no. You don't have <laughs> not the No, actually, I do want to know because I'm a little. <laughs> so it's, I don't have any idea. You you roll it on, and it's got a tube on the end of it, and you connect. It like sticks out, and then you connect a tube to it, and then you can run that tube down your leg. I keep I kept the the piss pouch on and left it on my calf. And I have a valve on it. And so it's it feels like you're peeing in your pants and then all of a sudden your leg gets warm. And uh and then <laughs> and then when you're ready, you open the valve and you can pee on whoever you want. Jeez, that's a visual. <laughs> yeah, all or, right. or just run a tube and you don't have to mess with the valve at all. Like run a tube below your boot <sighs> and then just pee and it up, it comes out right there. But I just I don't know if the tube's long enough, so I have the bag. I mean, it, it sounds funny, but it is an interesting topic because it's something we've all had to do. <laughs> so it, I will say it is for an eight hour flight. It is nice because I flew with a liter of water and a liter of Gatorade. And normally I dehydrate myself before a long flight, not dehydrate, but maybe not drink coffee or maybe not drink much water. And that's not really good for you. So just being able to take water and Gatorade and snacks and be like in full comfort, I peed three to- three or four times on that flight and it was it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so goodness! How big is the bag? Like, how much can it hold? I don't have it with me, but uh, it's probably like this big. It's pretty. It's flat. At least three or four peas. That's what. <laughs> well. <laughs> It fills up pretty good, actually, on one piece. So then I, I empty it each time. But I think it would be better if you just had a tube and no bag. So that way you don't have to deal with it. And and just so everybody knows, if it's a beautiful day out, you see paramotor pilots and it sprinkles, but it's a blue sky. <laughs> it's Mark Honeycutt. <laughs> don't oh, drink gosh. the rain. Don't drink I, the rain. Golden showers. Uh. I'm going to have a video, <laughs> a video soon of that flight. And you see in my route, I do the circle over this forest where no one's living. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Except for the indigenous people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, people of Rutherford, North Carolina. <laughs> that's oh, a pilot, Rutherford. Rutherford mm-hmm. to 10. Yeah, Rutherford. Mark's fertilizing the forest. Yeah, I fertilized a couple of forests. One around Lake Lure, too, and then one around... Acid rain? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all going to uh, uh, have us paramotor pilots with uh, with PP tubes uh, help with forest fires in the future now. So that's <laughs> what the PP in, in PPG stands for. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's why he's so interested in this topic. Oh my goodness! Oh, I mean, if you think it, well, it, it is a very interesting topic because if if you don't have something like that, what do you do? I mean, yeah. how many people have been up and really had to pee? How do you go pee if you don't have a tube? Well, um, anybody on the panel uh, have you ever had to pee and you peed up there while you're flying? Somebody guess I've had to pee. Somebody commented one time, it was like, just whip it out. And I'm like, I got this scout bag sitting on top of me. And 
if you hang from your harness, it's stressful. It's hard to pee when you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. It's it's just oh, better. What a mess. Yeah. <laughs> What's the age old you pee into the wind? Just go just idle and then do a 180 riser twist. And now you're peeing. <laughs> there you go. Better, yeah, yeah. There you go. Or get out of your harness like you're gonna land and there you go. Yeah, Daniel Roush, exactly. That's that's what I was saying. So uh, mm-hmm. anybody in the super chat, we got to know, have you ever peed while flying in a paramotor? We got to know this. Um, I tell you, I love the topics that we have. Uh, you, you, <laughs> this is a first. Got to be. It never fails to amuse me on Monday nights on ClearProp TV, all the cool stuff that you learn. It may not be paramotor stuff, but most of the time it is. And if you got to pee when you're flying for eight hours, you got to do something, right? So that's pretty cool that Mark Thanks. is letting us know how to do such a thing. What I really want to know is how in the world can you fly for eight hours with five gallons or less than five gallons? You know, it's like I'm lucky to hit two, uh, two hours with five gallons and he's flying for eight hours. That's 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 still incredible to me. Yeah, it's um, I mean, some people will be like, hey, you're not in, you know, Colorado or you're not you know what about the heavier pilots and but there's a i mean i'm 165 so if you want to be the same wing loading maybe you get the next size up on the viper and now you can be a heavier person and do it maybe you don't carry as much gear as well um so it just depends on your wing loading and stuff like that if you want to do it with an atom 80 but i i will say that the uh i mean efi will help with that flying for a long time and so will the polini 200 I think Polini 202. I'm getting the Simonini 200. It's either Simonini 202 or 200 and Polini 200 or 202. But those engines are really efficient as well if for your bigger guys. Interesting. Um, real quick, uh, for everybody on the panel, just real quick, obviously. Um, what's the longest you've ever flown with a tank of gas? Will? Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. That's awesome. Ryan? Uh, I was just thinking about that. I think it was one of my balloon flights a couple of years ago. It was on my Adam 80. I got two hours, 40 minutes, I think was my longest. Mine was on the Adam 80 too. Oh, it was on the Adam 80? Okay. Yeah. Were you, what, you might have had a, what, a 12 liter tank or something from Parajet? No, um, that was uh, on a mini plane that I had that I've converted over to an Adam. Um and it has a 12 liter tank and that thing was overflowing when i capped it so i probably had a i guess i would have like a gallon and a half more than you and then a really efficient wing as well yeah i was on a 20 meter spider so or spider three so not the most not the most efficient but it wasn't bad either right scuba stay was the longest you've flown I think the longest I've been up is maybe about three hours because um, Gaggle, for some reason, when I, when I flew over the beach, it didn't record when I first took off. So midway into the flight, Gaggle was like, oh, you're flying. And then it started recording. And then it thought me being at 200 feet was ground level. So it kept saying I was below ground level. I'm sure whoever was watching it <laughs> thought I was crashing. But 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I had it almost all the way full. It wasn't quite, but I know I flew at least 40 miles. But yeah, it was only like two and a half, maybe three hours tops, I'm guessing. But I didn't. That What's weird about that, because y'all are talking about taking pee breaks. I had a full-blown uh, one of these guys, the Powerade Zero, and two bottles of yeah. water. Now, this is, we drove down to Kitty Hawk. We got there maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Went to fly. Oh, that's another thing. The sand felt really nice. The wind was really nice. Took off, flew the entire thing until I ran out of gas, landed. That The temperature of the sand changes a lot when it gets hot outside. I, I was fine when I first landed, and then about five seconds after that, the heat from the sand. But, yeah, it was really hot. And then we drove all the way back from here, which is about two hours back home, from, well, from Kitty Hawk back home. And I didn't use the bathroom not one time. I don't know if my bladder's just like, yeah, or what, but I didn't have to go to the bathroom at all. Yeah, big bladder. Hey, Sean, for what it's worth, I posted the uh, uh, catheter link in the chat, and I know what I want <laughs> for Christmas, man. Well, uh, go ahead and put it up. Uh, I'd like to see it, if you can share that screen uh, of the uh, catheter <laughs> thing. Uh, while we're doing that, while we're putting that up, if you would, Jim, uh, let us know your longest flight. Uh, five hours, just under five hours. With, no kidding, uh, really? 32 liters of fuel. Holy 32? Cow. 32. I had seven liters left over, but uh, yeah. You might have told me that, but yeah, I forgot you're in Canada as well. Yeah, you're he's in Canada. You guys don't have gas restrictions, right? Right, exactly. That's cool. Oh, it's really called a condom catheter? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I was messing around. <clears throat> yeah, man. That's and cool. And $20, you get three condom catheters. That's you get the whole freaking kit. It holds a 1,000 milliliters. Okay, that's that's pretty good amount. That's, that's, that's one about. liter. I don't know what that is in gallons. And I don't. That's one year. So that is. Uh, <laughs> how much? How much pee are you gonna pee, Will? <laughs> but you see, you see that valve on the bottom of it. I mean, you just empty it out, and then you you got a empty bag again. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on a second. I got. I got a. I got an idea here. Take the catheter. Take the tube. Use the tube and the catheter to tape to your boot. Use the bladder to fill with extra fuel. For your motor. <laughs> you could get the two mixed up and it would be a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Find out that your engine runs on urine. That is <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, did that just say that last picture? Did it say adhesive stuck? What? Yeah, it's adhesive. It it's yeah. Adhesive tape stuck to the urine. Oh, you keep switching off of it. All right, man. <laughs> achieve yep. a fixed effect i bet it does is that like velcro too you can cinch so, it up i don't have the strap i it, mine looks different it's clear and it's a little harder but yeah you roll you do roll it on like that but it is wow. adhesive so that way the p can't like push back and come out oh, okay flow. <laughs> i guess i'm laughing <laughs> okay, so it says one for the male. 
okay, like girls fly and they have to, you know, they get up there, they have to pee. So what do, what do they have for the girls? I can't imagine. I don't so know. Get a lane on. Just, on just, just depends. Male. What I've heard for girls <laughs> like paragliding competitions is that the girls wear diapers. Depends. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's what really? I've heard. So I, guess the, so I guess the answer is it depends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm oh, I guess I didn't. Oh yeah, God. Matt Sloper, I took off barefoot. I was thinking, oh, I'm at the beach. It'll be easier to run through the sand barefoot. But when I landed, I regretted that decision. So, yeah. Wendy says it almost looks like a primer ball. <laughs> <laughs> Don't squeeze it. <laughs> How many times do you have to prime it? Yeah. <laughs> you probably more than twice just, playing with it on. I think it'd just be as easy just to throw in those uh, uh depends or something if you're gonna be doing eight hours. But I don't know, maybe 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 the condom catheters. Here we go. That's what we need to do. We need to do a video on what is better, a condom catheter or depends. So Mark Honeycutt, there you go. There, There's your there you next go. video. I don't oh, know Lord. if I want to. Pee. I think I peed at like hour two or three. I don't know if I want to sit in my pee for like seven hours or sorry, five hours. Yeah, that would be really uncomfortable. Well, in a couple of months, uh, you can compare it to diapers because you'll have some of those. There too. you go. Especially if it's cold. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'll be the next thing for the spinny wheel. <laughs> Is what? Is winning condom catheters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey. If the girl doesn't win it, that would be upsetting. She could get a she could connect it to a she-we. Yeah. She-we. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. Well, that, the first funny. for everything, right? I mean, I look at nobody knew what those look like, and now you know. Yeah, I mean, you should ask Mark sometime because I mean the, the guys that you know, free fly for really long amounts of times. I think they as well use condom catheters. Yeah. Do you, you, um, have you ever used your, your helicopter helmet for paramotoring? I don't think I've ever worn it in just because it's, uh, heavy and, um, I can't use the comms on it and it let the field of vision is lower because it has little side things. Oh, okay. But it, it looks exactly like what Harley uses to fly across country, Harley Milne uh, to fly across country. Okay. I think That's the question I did have for Mark, because I'm sure you've flown over plenty of beaches. And <laughs> I've noticed when I, when I did come to land and to kill my motor, the kill switch wouldn't work. I had to really crank down on it to finally get it to kill. And after I did that, the button wouldn't come back out. And it was like, while I was flying, my hands were getting sticky, I guess, from this ocean air. Yeah. Is, it, is that normal? <laughs> I wonder if you got sand in your kill switch button or something, you know? It may be. I got my take it apart, but it's just my hands felt sticky, everything before I even landed. You know, I was just flying around. And I was like, man, this air is making me feel sticky. Oh, yeah, I do that sometimes too. Like it's humid and salty, and yeah, my uh, my hands will get a little sweaty. I mean, even just flying in general, it's not like it's not like I'm stressed or like scared or anything. It's just like you're doing something like different and active, and like that requires more attention. Yeah, my hands sweat a little more when I'm flying than normal. Okay. 
Hmm. <clears throat> so if there's, I can... a, there's a question that uh, I spotted. Scuba, you put it up. It was uh, about Mark's adventures. Um, it says, do you know when your next paramotor adventure will be? Are you open to wingmen jumping in to fly alongside you on parts of your journeys? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, like whenever I, I was hoping like I'd be flying that eight hour flight the other day and some random dude would just pop up and be like, yo, I saw you post your live track at 630 <laughs> in the morning and I decided to just pop up next to you. Do you use gaggle at all by any chance? Not really. I Because XC track has been so reliable for me. Um, there's been times that gaggle and other apps have failed me in terms of like the recording keeping going so i just stick to xc track even though it's more i think it's more european like not too many people use it but it is like like as soon as i launch it's i i hear it click like right as my feet come off the ground it starts and it's pretty good cool okay. there's a couple more questions in the chat sean yeah yeah please uh, go ahead uh, uh so Jeremy said he's wondering. So, do you plan uh, to go back to flying Korea ever? That would be nice. Um, I had a lot of fun in Korea. It's a it's a fun place to fly. I mean, within an hour of uh, Camp Humphrey's base, there was probably like five launch sites for paragliding. It's and then my paramotor spot was real close. So, I'd like to go back and fly. And met some cool Koreans there that I flew with and strangely enough i met some dude from my hometown an american uh that lives there it was weird he'd been living there for 15 years and he was from my small town you know Asheville area and we met each other and he was a paraglider pilot too just wow. so weird yeah small yeah world. it is a definitely a small world when i was in the marine corps um when i was overseas i met somebody that lived two blocks away from me that I'd never met while I was at the house. So yeah, it's small world. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's weird. That's cool. Any other questions in the super chat? You've got a couple. Okay. So Tony wants to know if you plan on making, uh, if you plan on doing anything with uh, your helicopter skills in the future. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, anything would probably require me to move. So we're not really, we're not really looking to move. Um, I almost did heli tours here in Asheville because they, a new company opened up February of last year and I reached out to them, but they wanted me to start in Seaverville or however you say it, Tennessee. And I just wasn't ready to move over there and learn their ropes before they, that I could return here and fly tours around like Chimney Rock and stuff. Do you but miss I, it? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I I don't miss the army, but I miss flying helicopters. It was, it was fun to go rip around and do fun stuff in a helicopter, you know, 10 feet off the treetops and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to do in the civilian world. I mean, they want 2,500 hours for medevac pilots. And, you know, mm -hmm. I came out of the army with 800 hours. So you have to build your hours up doing like CFI or uh, a tour pilot at Myrtle Beach or something. Interesting. And the last one is James wondering if you're going to fly to Moonshiners from your house. 
I could. It'd be easy. I have flown to that airport before from my house, but um, I don't know because I'm going to get, I'm going to finish training people uh, July 28th and then uh, I'm going to have a go to a Jim James concert for that week weekend. And so it's going to be pretty close to moonshiners. I might just want to go home and chill. Right on, man. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Do we hit all the questions in the super chat? No, no, did I miss any questions? I think that's any it. Questions, I think that was any it. Any questions on the panel? Does Woody even fly anymore? I don't know. I haven't seen Woody Gamer Tag post any videos in a long time, so I don't know. Woody's in our um our group chat. He's been kind of absent for the last couple months since Bad Apples. Uh, but I mean, he actually he actually flies a pretty good amount. He's an astounding um, acro pilot. He's really good. He does helis and he's done infinites and just stuff that he really doesn't share anymore. But he flies. He's throwing a few reserves too. <laughs> yeah, he, he learned helis over the beach. They had a SIV group around South Carolina, and then he tried to bring those helis back to paramotors and. Uh, he did. He had a riser twist, and he had to throw one reserve. It failed. Luckily, he yeah. had a second reserve, and he landed in some random farm or something. And he bent his frame, but he survived. He was fine. He's a good pilot. Yeah. Well, awesome. It looks like Linda has her glasses off, so that only means one thing, and that means it's time for a. Thumbnail, which is why I always do this because it shows my thumbnails. There we go. All right, Will, whenever you're ready, let's do a thumbnail. One, two, three. All right, we got it. Excellent oh, day. Good day. Cool. Well, you know, thank I you very much. That on my, definitely on my... appreciate you. Yes. What's that, Linda? No, I just said, because I, I like these thumbnails, because then, you know, on Mondays, you know, I do my thing on the stories and, you know, let everybody know our show and all that stuff. Okay. I like doing that on Monday. So, so this will be the next one for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, someone asked what helicopter I flew in the Army. I flew the Blackhawk helicopter, the best one. I chose that one. Nice. So how many, uh, how many, you've been having a lot of bears around your house, Mark. I'm seeing that on Facebook that are, are they your pets now? Do you feed them every day? <laughs> I don't. So I've never fed them, but you know, I live on this mountaintop. I live right here and my neighbors around the circle down the hill, they feed them. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I think that attracts them. And then when we have a a south wind and we're cooking i have a feeling they smell it and come on over but also sometimes they just randomly use our yard as a thoroughfare and then they like poop where we park and it's massive and then i rake it away but they tore into two of my sheds and then they recently tore into my siding on my house so that's not good so i'm gonna have to start hating them like they're really cool to watch but like they're kind of problematic this yeah. year oh my goodness so so when you walk out the door you got to kind of be a got to be on bear watching like you know right you got to kind of watch your surroundings out, out there yeah. i would say you sometimes know? 
sometimes we're used to not seeing them so we just walk outside and don't think about it most of the time they're going to be scared but there have been a couple times i've walked out there not thinking about him and then i look up and we're like looking at each other and then he starts running there oh we well go. at least it's not moose could be in alaska you know have all moose in your yard destroying eating everything right so yeah or grizzlies those are pretty big oh i bet yeah it, it's not like when you just go to the zoo and you see them on the other side when you walk out your door and they're in your backyard that's a whole different story there goodness i yeah. think the scariest thing for for bears to see would be cubs yeah and the other day i recorded the mom and four cubs but yeah whenever i see cubs and i don't see the mom i'm like uh where is she? <laughs> yeah I mean, definitely get away yeah well mark i know that we talked uh, on the pre-show that we're just going to do an hour it is now wrapping up for one hour so we definitely appreciate you everybody else that's uh, here don't go anywhere because we're going to be spinning the spinning wheel of winning things i only see 10 likes and we got over 30 people if you're able yeah. to hit that like button we definitely appreciate yeah. it for sure it helps our metrics um, so mark if you need to leave you're more than welcome to leave but we definitely appreciate you mark and uh thank you so much for joining us again yes, thank you mark. Uh, what is this your second or third time on our show something like that yeah i think our third time yeah is it really it's really awesome. movie movie theater um candy go watch sound of freedom it's pretty amazing sound of freedom all right will do yeah mark man it's always a pleasure we'll sure see you around if i don't see you at moonshiners yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for all the info, Mark. Love your work, Mark. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Yep, see Thanks, buddy. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, get ready for the spinny wheel of Winnie things. I'm really glad that everybody's hanging around and uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed the Whoa. show. Wow. You've got like a super zoom. Yeah, it's it's showing zoom actually oh really yeah it's showing our you don't, chat. You don't, don't like that picture <laughs> <laughs> no it just we all all we saw was the uh the top part of your screen how about now nope we just see the top part of your screen yeah that's yeah, that, that's weird because i'm sharing the right thing but I'll try something else while you guys chat. Okay. Um, so real quick, uh, anybody that can see the likes, what do we have now? Are they jumping up a little bit? I hope 19. Let's well, see now. Cool. That's good. Getting I mean, there. thumbs up if you like Mark. I mean, my goodness. And also too, it'd be really neat. Uh, if you have met Mark, Put in the super chat that you've met Mark. If you haven't met Mark, but you know of Mark, say in the super chat, you know of Mark. And if you've never heard of Mark Honeycutt before, type in there, I've never heard of Mark Honeycutt. Who is this guy? I'm, I'm really curious to, to see who that anymore. You know? All right. After today, everybody knows Mark Honeycutt. So it looks like we have some technical difficulties with our spinny will of when he uh, We're working it out. I think I figured it out. Okay, that's good. I want to know more about these drones that Ryan uh, are, are doing over there. 
and your newest adventures on your drone thing, man. Dude, it's been a, a really, really busy fourth. <laughs> we uh, we did uh, four shows in three days, uh, four days, in five days, sorry, four shows in five days. Um, and uh, they were all full fleet shows, uh, full 75 drone fleet shows and uh, made we made the news i did an interview with uh, one of the local news stations and we got interviewed by the new york times and uh, several other newspapers online publications and it was a great season for us and uh, we're still rolling uh, i've got another show actually here in my hometown in, in hellertown pa uh, on friday so very excited uh, nice. i got a lot of work I got a lot of work to do tomorrow. I got to design the show for this week and uh, get it ready for this week for Friday night. So it's going to be fun. And one more time, what is the dot com that we can go check this out? Hang on a second. (laughs) Come on, you should know your own dot com, dude. (laughs) It's not mine. Cool. Thank you, That's that's weird because the goggles looks like it has this spider web coming out of the center. I, I just noticed that. I'm yeah. Thinking, man, that's that's either creepy. It looks cool. Oh, man, I decided that. <laughs> that looks cool. Starflight starflightdrones.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking. Okay, never mind. I'm thinking like, never mind. It does kind of look like a drone type thing on uh, yeah. Star Wars or whatever. That wheel looks. That's cool. That wheel looks really cool. Yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. Well, of course. He's uh, oh, he's uh, not spinny well for a bad. All right, thank you, Chatters, for joining us tonight. Getting on the spinny winny wheel of winny winny things Monday night. Hi, Jade. Love ya. Are you gonna go down the list? I don't know. I I I had to wait to get permission before I started yelling out names. Oh. <laughs> you don't need permission. I, I thought that you were oh, ready right. to rock it's my show. I, I forgot. Right? I give, you, I give you permission. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. We got John Wayne, Bill H., Daniel Roche, Tony Marzano, Kevin Houston, Mad Sloper, Gary Simons, Cope J., Fine Flamingo, Jade, my lovely Shane Planet, Shane, Butch Fly, Dallin Weedell. Deweese Milstead, my lovely, Jim CR120, James, Wendy the Explorer. Hi, Wendy, love you. Slow Days, Craig Smith, CT Fly, Chris Lockley, Jeremy in the house. What's up, my Michigander? The other Nick, Angela Preslick, Mrs. Vegas, and Fly Swamper, and I can fly. Okay, so you started with John Wayne, right? I didn't see John Wayne in there. Because usually I yell cowboy. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's some new names here. Yeah, yeah. Greg Laney, Kramer, and uh, John Wayne, and Bill H. No, they weren't on there earlier, just a minute ago, right? Did they just come on there? No, I had to scroll up. Oh, okay. I thought I was losing it. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't re- yeah. Usually I say John, John Wayne, cowboy, and uh, beautiful Kramer, and Mr. Greg Laney in the house, and Bill H., of course. Thank you all so much. I got worried for a minute. I'm like, where's my peeps? I don't see them on there. So did you get Kevin Houston, Matt Sloper? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yep. Good. Thank God I'm all. Good luck, everybody. 
And I think Good tonight night. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Wendy. That's what I'm going to say. That's my guess. I'm going to say Chris Lockley. Okay. Let's see. Because last week I got it. Remember last week I guessed it. I'm not going to say Matt Sloper. I'll just go throw a random one out. Are uh, you ready? Oh, yeah. I thought All it was right. hard. I'm going to say Shane Planet Chain. Got to grease that wheel. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the Tuesday show, Matt Sloper. It, it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, a guy named Steve was supposed to take it over, and I, we haven't heard anything from him. <laughs> I mean, I it might as well. Have it last... <laughs> yeah, it might it might might as well be. Uh, I like a the scuba show. Paramotor on Friday, yeah. Yeah, Paravate. I'm telling we're you. Yeah, we're, we're spoiled Paravate. now, scuba. There's no turning back now. I'm telling you, Paravate. Paravate. There you go. Change. All right. So Ooh. whenever you want to spin the spinny wheel. Angela. Oh, look at that. Looking like Angela. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Miss going Vegas. so slow and Miss fast. Angela got it. Angela. There you go. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me act surprised. Let me act surprised. Let me act surprised. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I know who's who it's was rigged. missing tonight was Bonnie and Brian. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that's odd. Well, they must have, maybe they're busy. I'll have to message her later, find out what, what she's doing. Because they're always on here on Mondays. So probably had, had stuff to do. Whatever. What did Angela yeah. win? Yes, yeah, so this is from jbppg.com. Uh, Angela, Angela, you want an awesome decal from jbppg.com. Make sure you go over to jbppg.com, fill out that form, and they will send you out a decal, a decal, for you absolutely free. <laughs> there you so, go. Yeah, so go over to jbppg.com, jbppg.com, and make that free account. Uh, we'll let JB know that you won, and uh, he'll get up with you and send it out to you. I want to send say thanks out. to the anonymous person to help me get a prop because my other prop, you know, it, it's a big difference between that F prop that I have. That's it's just got a scrape. I'll be able to fix it easy, but that prop is only a one thirty, and it goes from like nothing to 100%. It's real snappy. It's like nothing, nothing, bam. And then you face plant because it's literally like it, it hits you so hard all at once. The 140 prop is more of a gradual pickup. And then when you hit the gas full, then you, you go. So I took off so much easier Saturday. It was like night and day, man. I, I got to stick with the 140. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. what are you flying that you need a 140 prop? Well, um, I weigh a lot. And I got a factory R, so I have to use, uh, and it's got the 287 reduction. So I'm using the 287 reduction with the 140 prop, but I have a 150 cage and it's double hoop. But I was running that 130 prop, which also had the 287 reduction, and the prop is really light, but it it barely touched, and it scraped off just a little bit of the edge of the prop. I'll be able to fix that one, but 
I'm going to run the 140 and I'll keep that F prop as a spare. There you go. There you there go. go. That's really cool. So you really enjoy that uh, factory R and running the, the 140, huh? Oh man. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I, I can't even begin to explain it. It seems like the F prop almost seemed the same at a cruising speed, but it's the takeoff that can really throw you off with that F prop because it just, it hits you all at once. There's no gradual buildup. It is like it, you, maybe it's a throttle. Adam 80 is kind of more forgiving. You can ease into it, but on the, on the factory R man, when it goes, it goes and you, you better be ready. <laughs> so yeah, I can relate. I can relate, Steve. I, uh, in the last four months, I got a Moster 185, a Rider, uh, Fly Products Rider. Yeah. The Moster 185 I, that I bought off of uh, Kyle Mooney. And wow. I just I just picked up, uh, about a week and a half ago, I just picked up a 20-meter uh, Luna 2, BGD Luna 2. And, man, I feel like a rocket ship when I take off at that thing. It's just <laughs> straight up, dude. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Coming, coming from an Adam 80, it's just night and day. Oh, you were you were on a yeah. If you were on an yeah. eighty and then you went to that, yeah. And I went from an Adam eighty to a factory R. So imagine, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably similar to what I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm a heavy guy, but it, it will pick my butt up. I'm telling you, yep. <laughs> it don't care. Yeah, and the, those those BGD wings, man. I got to test fly the the twenty. I think it was a twenty two. Uh, that. Uh, one of my buddies is a dealer for them and he has one and he, he let me demo it. And I landed and I looked at him. I said, take my money. <laughs> um, PPG smoke just said they released a hundred more units today. Oh. So he just shipped a hundred more today. Okay. Wow. He's, he's been, he's trying to catch up. He's doing better than I thought he would. I was like, there's no way he's going to start sending a hundred a day, but he's, putting them out quick now that is absolutely amazing i can't imagine uh doing all the stuff that they do over there at ppg smoke i mean they are very innovative and mm -hmm. uh they've done a lot of stuff for the sport so you know definitely kudos to them and they also have uh, given us things to give away on the show numerous times so definitely shout out to ppgsmoke.com really great people and there's they're their products that they have are just amazing. Cool. Tony says he and, like and what's Steve, that, Will? Uh, Tony says he'd like he'd like to see Steve review it. Yeah, mine's supposed to come in Thursday. I, I was supposed to get it UPS two day air, but UPS screwed up and shipped it ground, so I have to wait until Thursday. As soon as I get it Thursday, I'm gonna put it on my helmet and go outside and fire them. Even if I can't fly. I can fire it up and I'm going to test it with the GoPro and uh, and my phone. It seems really quiet on the phone because you got the noise canceling of the headset plus the iPhone. So that's going to make it like dead quiet. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Cool. Nice. Cannot wait I, for that review. The thing I would like to know, I mean, I like to listen to my music loud. Right. Most of the time you have to turn it all the way, not with the bows. Okay. But most of the other headsets, you had to turn it way up just to be able to hear the music. But with the bows, I actually had to turn it down or because it's too yeah. loud. So, so that's kind of, I'm curious as to how the music comes across. 
Okay, so you want to know how the music sounds like at a cruising speed or? Just at a comfortable, you know, I mean, you know what it sounds like. It's just like uncomfortable. So to get to the, to get to be able to just hear it on a regular headset for me, is just like, I got to crank that thing all the way up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know what I want. I have to put some royalty. I know what I want want Steve to do is uh, next week is to be flying during the show so we can hear it on the show <laughs> that's close to impossible but hey if it can happen it can happen <laughs> why is that impossible is it because it's during or? the week i mean uh, it's on a monday i mean there's i'd have to leave here and then try to drive somewhere far off just to be able to take off i, I mean, maybe i can figure uh, something out will i have that's a question right. for you um you were saying about the music level. Um, do you typically, when you fly, do you have, a, it's kind of a two-part question. Do you use uh, the gel cups on your, your hearing protection? No, I use the, uh, yes, I do use that. But I also okay. use the uh, uh, Bose wireless earbuds. Okay, the earbuds, okay. I have, I have custom-made silicone uh hearing protection that i use for that i had made for shooting and for um riding my motorcycle and i actually found this last time that i flew a couple days ago it was uh i had the music cranked as loud as it would go and i could barely hear it because it, it blocks out so much noise it was blocking out the music as well so i'm actually when i fly i'm going to switch back to the foamies because it doesn't block as much and i'll actually be able to hear the the music yeah well the nice thing about the bose setup or any any of the ones i guess that that use the same technology or the same style is that the music's on the other side of the block you know what i mean right right um, been real happy with those but but really nice to have everything like the PPG smoke system, you know, it'd be nice to have it all kind of encompassed into one unit with communications. And so, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Walter, what's up, man? Oh, Walter's in the house. Yeah. Walter's in the house, sugar. Walter, sugar. you never got up with me, so I can send you something, uh, you know, since you won like, before get up with me buddy we can send some stuff over there to you i haven't heard from you in a minute he's here and there you know on different shows so angela Angela preslick said that uh uh trevor Steele is in italy with viterazzi flying the efi now did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I saw him uh, on there. Yeah, Trevor's over there, and uh, Judson's working on his bus. Because <laughs> the two of them, I guess, are the Kangoo guys are over there. Yep. Uh, Kyle Mooney's over there. The Aviator guys are over there. That's cool. There's quite a few over there. Very uh, cool. Never did kind of. Are you? Is that something you're really interested in, Sean? I mean, seriously interested, or are you just kind of curious about it at this point? <clears throat> the EFI. 
Oh, the EFI? Yeah, I definitely would like to have an EFI motor for sure. I'm wondering how much gas it will actually save. It saves about half. So you're getting a two, they're saying that it's getting 2.5 liters per hour compared oh. to the four. And it also gives a little bit more power than a regular monster, but not as much as the factory are. It's just a better fuel flow system and it's not as... Uh, yeah, but 50% reduction in fuel, that's awesome. Yeah, that adds <laughs> up quick. Yeah, that, it does. <laughs> that it makes the work a little bit more money. That'll kind well, of offset yeah, the cost of the, of the motor eventually. $3,000 for the EFI. That's a lot of fuel. So yeah, you, you've got, I mean, how many people are going to burn? But how are you, do you, do you paramotor that often? I don't burn $3,000 of fuel in a, in probably. No, but it make, but it make a big difference if you only put a gallon of fuel in your tank opposed to two or three gallons. So, I mean, it'd be a lot lighter for us. Yeah, it'll make your, your takeoff nice. weight lighter. Yeah, and the other thing to consider is you add all these systems and that becomes uh, a bigger maintenance issue. You exactly. Know, and, it's going to cost more. Saying, and Oh, definitely. Yeah, if something goes wrong with that, you're going to be spending big bucks to get it fixed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not simple. I don't know if they, they said that it's going to be 4 kg heavier, so that's actually 9 pounds. They're saying 8 pounds, but it's it's 8.8 .8 pounds right so it is heavier you will save that's like a what a gallon of fuel or is that a liter of fuel no a it's more, a little a bit more and a half yeah, it's yeah. About a gallon and a half. so but if you can if you're normally flying and you put in four gallons and you get 50 percent reduction on fuel you could go double the amount of time how, how, how much time okay how much uh, uh how long can you fly with four gallons of fuel one hour one hour if you're if you're got it efficiently tuned if you oh that is with a regular monster but if you go with the efi then you would be able to fly approximately two uh well, it says 2.5 or 2.6 liters per hour. So you would get almost two. I'm, almost. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, maybe three liters, possibly four an hour burn, burn rate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's almost four, a four, gallon an hour. It's, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's about a gallon an hour. Yeah. So, yeah. Even on the factory yard, that's what I'm getting about about a gallon an hour is what I'm calculating it up to be. And I get just a little bit less than that flying the Atom 80, but not much difference. You get less? I thought the Atom 80 was better on gas. Depends on your well, weight. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a I'm a big grandpa, um, you know, so uh, it has. I'm pretty much full throttle the entire time, and if. <laughs> If I'm full throttle the entire time, I might in an hour get up to 2,000 feet. 
not really, but I'm just saying I'm always full throttle pretty much. So that's why when I trained with the Adam 80, I had pretty much full throttle and it didn't seem like I was gaining any altitude at all. I got to like three or 400 feet and it just seemed to stay there back and forth. I'm just not going anywhere. <laughs> didn't leave the ground, did you? <laughs> and they called it ran it a- really fast. <laughs> I did have to run pretty far, but it, it did get me up. Was, that was on the 28 meter wing, uh, that Mac Paracharger. Yeah. I mean, I used uh, Moser 185 for one of my trikes, and um, it it pretty much jets me up pretty quickly with uh, with the 185. And when I fly with the 185, man, it feels like you know I'm, I'm going straight up, and I can gain a lot of altitude really quick. It's just that it's a little bit heavier than the Adam 80, and I'm really digging how light that that 80 is. I mean, you can put that 80 on your back, and you know you can barely feel it. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I tried the 80, it was, it was pretty amazing. I I was shocked at how light it was. In fact, to get to the spot where I wanted to take off from, I ran to out to the field because it was just so light. Yeah. That's, that guy. was one of the biggest differences when I trained with the 80 and then I got the factory R and I put it on my back. I was like, I don't remember it being this damn heavy. <laughs> Different motor all together. Yeah. I think it's a little bit heavier. Yeah. Oh yeah, with a double hoop cage. Yeah, I was just all kinds of weight on my back, but I've managed. Time hey, to Steve, go to a trike. I'll, Steve, I'll come down. I'll come down and train with you. I'll jump on your back. You can run around with me on your back. <laughs> <laughs> Faster. <laughs> damn it you'll never get in the air like this Bush. <laughs> when i went when i went from the Adam 80 to the, to the moster i was uh i was super super happy and i still am happy and I, I said i'd never go back to an adam 80 but i kind of i would like to fly an adam 80 again you know yeah you know, I, I have both now, and uh, a bunch of my buddies have been asking me, are you going to get rid of it? you going to sell the the Atom? And I'm like, no, because on those those no-win days, I want to take out my, my Atom and my Spider with that super light fabric and just be able to yank it up and go. I don't want to, I don't want to have to fight the wing to get it, to get it in the air and, and run. You know, I just want to give it a quick yank and it's in the air and go and and be able to cruise around for hours i may not be the fastest guy in the air but hey i'm in the air it's all i care about right i wish i wouldn't have sold my anna i should have kept it yeah we got, you learn so many people i've heard of that, that had them do the same thing say the same exact thing they they regret yeah. selling it yeah oh i i after no, flying it i really it. enjoyed it I'll keep but i don't <laughs> I, I love my Mosser. I mean, it's heavy, heavier, yeah. but it only takes a little bit of effort and you gain those leg muscles, right? You know, it's not a big deal. Why? And then I can take off. I couldn't believe how I, I couldn't really gain altitude very fast in the Atom 80. And it burned a lot of fuel. Like, sure, it was about a liter less, but it was only a liter less an hour. And I thought, what the heck's the point? I might as well have my monster and I can go as high as I want, go as 
And then I can take off with a ton of fuel, too, if I want. <laughs> oh, that's a good question, Tony. He said, so are they only going to make the 185 fuel injected? Or are they going to do the Atom 80 the same way? I believe so. Yeah, I don't it the um, somebody it's similar to the question that a lot of people have been asking about the um, the the factory are, uh, you know, people a lot of people have been asking, are they ever going to make uh, the factory with an electronic or an electric start? They're not going to. And they they've stated it very openly that they don't they have no interest in doing that because it's a it's a racing engine that added weight isn't doing it. It offsets the the benefits of that motor. So they wanted to keep it that way. I think they're, they're going to follow suit with the, the EFI is it's going to be just the moster. Um, I don't, I don't foresee them. There's really no reason. I mean, the Adam 80 starts so easily and it runs, it's been so reliable. Know, there's right? no reason. There's no reason to why mess with something when it works, you know, you're, you're just, you're just opening yourself up for more problems by doing that. Yeah. I was wondering why That's they didn't make electric start for the factory R, <laughs> but, it it honestly doesn't take much to get it running. I no. mean, as long as you prime it right, it'll start right up. The only reason that I would want a uh, an electric start is for those rare occasions that I have an engine out because I have a because of my size, getting my arms back to grab the starter, my my risers are right here, and trying to grab it, I can't and I can't get a full stroke on the on the pull. So having an, an electric start in the air would be really nice. You, That's the only thing. Do you have a bungee going from your pull start down to your, yes. oh, okay. I was going to say yes, those come in handy. I grab yeah. the bungee and pull it and then I grab it. <laughs> yep. It actually saved me. I've had two motors out motor outs since I've had this moster. And uh, the first one, I didn't have enough time. I was only at about two to 300 feet when I realized that the engine was, was dead. So I had a choice. I could either try and restart or find a place to land. And I chose the place to land. Um, the second time I was, I was probably at about 500 feet when I came out of the, the wing over and realized that the engine had died and I had enough time to get a couple pulls to get it started again. But um, having that electric start would be awesome for just those situations. That, that's the only reason that I would want an electric start. Hmm. Yeah, totally agree. All right. Well, we are closing in at uh, 8.30. We've uh, dropped out more than half the people that was watching a little while ago. So how about we say our goodbyes and uh, and maybe go out and get a half an hour of flight in before it gets Oh, uh, you suck. I'm going to go fly <laughs> right now. No, I'm... <laughs> no, man, it's completely In pajamas, dark. no less. Completely All right, dark here. <laughs> yeah. No, this is good. Oh, yeah, good. there's no flying right now. That's dark. <laughs> it's dark out. I don't know if we're going to get storms tonight. They're saying, so I don't know if we're going to get anything, but we'll see. Are we had a thunderstorm just roll through a little you while would... ago. Looks like we're just going to fly. Right. This was super fun, fun, everyone. Yeah, super it's duper. It's gonna go fly time. Hey, Will. Yeah. So, um, you know, but Butch Fly is is he related to you, Will Fly? Yeah, we got the same. We're we're like distant cousins. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, just checking. That's funny. <laughs> looks like uh, looks like Butch is ready to go fly. So we might hear some uh, some paramotor sounds here in just a moment. <sighs> 
Oh, there he goes. I hear it. I hear it. He's ready. Good. He He's was just ready. waiting to get in the air. He's like, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> Absolutely. Very cool. Too. I, was, I was thinking, I was thinking, all right, eight o'clock. Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, stop the uh, show at eight o'clock and we'll go fly for an hour. Now, here we are talking on. Hey, you got to fly when you can. You may have bad weather days coming up. So go fly. Hell yeah. Man, we fly like every morning and every night. So, you know, it's no big deal. Oh, I wish that does not happen. Not in my we, world. We put, on so, we, we put on so many hours on the motors that we have to do 25 hour maintenances every weekend. <laughs> We do 50 hour maintenances every week and two hour and a hundred hour maintenances, you know, every two weeks. I got my hundred hour kit on, on order. It's actually coming in from Sky Sports this week. Nice. So I got, I got two engines coming up on, they just flipped 70 hours, both of them. So I got to do both of them soon. So here we go. There you go. I just, <clears> throat> um, throat> Yeah. Did you see that uh, drone show that was in China? They had the dragon. Yes. Yeah, was... Yes. That was impressive. Oh, wow. That was really impressive. Did you see the one that uh, they did? I want to say it was in Texas. Uh, it was a, a record, world record for something. Uh, it was like a thousand set. drones. Yeah, it was like a thousand, a thousand and eight drones or something. It was a uh, world record for the longest sentence, I think, is what it was. They did a really nice job on that one. That was oh. that was very cool. One of the things that I aspire to. I posted one that was, you know, they did the whole story of Van Gogh, and it was a Guinness World Record because it was over a thousand drones, and yep. they did the whole story of Van Gogh and his paintings, and that was pretty cool. I don't know who these guys are, but I want their financing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I need their financing. <laughs> Yeah, I said you're only a few drones short. I'm like a thousand drones. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> short. Like, give me your money. So we're 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 uh, we're trucking we're along. We're trying flying, to. Right? But you got you've done a lot of shows here. I mean, that's the best time is around Fourth of July. Yep. <laughs> it's like that's when you you're humping then. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of munis municipalities are uh, turning away from fireworks. So we're uh, we're trying to jump on those those opportunities as they open up. Cool. Sure. Oh, that's a, that's okay. interesting. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people complaining about scaring their dogs and everything else. And July 4th, um, my scheduled show actually fell through. So we ended up doing a show for the. Um, the municipality that we're based out of which is uh slatington pa oh and goodness. the the community went nuts for it they loved it so we and we got we got a news story out of nice. it uh the, the local news came and interviewed me so it was cool got a That's lot of good publicity awesome. did, anybody, did anybody fly during the fourth of july and watch the fireworks from the air i did it's on my bucket list no <laughs> it. One of these days. How really was cool. it? I need to For us, the fireworks were like th two hours after sunset, so there was no way I was going to go up. Yeah. Dark. Yeah, they were, How was they it, were Sean? Popping up a bunch of, no, they were popping off a bunch of fireworks um, like right after sunset. So 
I was only able to stay up for half an hour after sunset, obviously. And I was just doing big 360s and watching pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Everybody was shooting them off. People uh, were shooting off uh, just just all around me. I mean, not up at me, but I was looking down and just watching fireworks. I'm like, this is so cool. Crap, I got to land. <laughs> <laughs> and at least I can bring the drone up right afterwards after I land. And then yep. with the 4K on it, I can still look around and watch all the fireworks. So it there worked out really cool nice yeah all right guys oh, awesome there's a drone show i just posted a link okay thank oh. you it's on facebook but yeah oh it was 600 drones i'm sorry not a thousand holy cow those things are huge yeah they're all like like phantom four yeah they look yeah. like they look like phantoms but they're not they're, they're not those things, no they're not oh. Those are the, the drones that are used for drone light shows are specifically for drone light shows. They're, I got they you. don't, they don't have cameras on them at all. They just have a light they have an led light pack on them and they have uh, a GPS system called RTK. It's mm -hmm. uh, for, it's for um, position accuracy. It, it basically it's, it does calculations to um, make for more accurate location so that they can, um, so they know exactly where they are it's instead of it instead of a drone being within six feet of where it thinks it is it's down to a foot or two feet so it, it, it kind of brings it down more i got you yes <clears throat> wow. okay that's pretty cool the yeah. most american yeah. thing ever what's up oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i saw this <laughs> i love the mother in the red shirt First thing she does, grab that kid and cradle it and hide it. <laughs> and she ran. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a freaking show. <laughs> oh, oh I, man. I did not I see this out. before. Can someone Whoa. post a link for me so I can take a look oh at it? God. Because my internet sucks. I can barely see it. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I'll post a link. Most American thing ever. <laughs> yeah. um, definitely uh, worth watching. That's insane. Yeah, put that in the guest chat so I can take a look at it later. You got it. All right, guys. Uh, I still got an hour drive back to the house after we clean up okay. over here. So um, uh, I still got a little bit of time to run up there and run into the sky. Looks like Butch already ran into the sky. Um, okay. I want to go, you know, catch catch him <laughs> quick. If you don't know about Run Into the Sky, it's a nonprofit organization. We got a link down below. Um, we've helped uh, uh, we've helped some people. We got some uh, new people that we're going to be helping pretty soon, and we got a, a school being built um, over here at the at the new LZ. So runintothesky.org, check it out. And we'll be posting a lot more videos in the future about it. Um, yeah. So Ryan Rice, tell us a little bit about uh, the drone place uh, again and how we can check it out. Starflightdrones.com. Uh, give us a call. Reach out to us. Send us an email. Uh, we'll be happy to come out and do a drone show for you. Uh, I'd love to chat with anybody that's interested. Uh, we, we have the ability to do them nationwide. So hit me up. Excellent. Thank you so much. Scuba Steve, tell us about your... Your paramotor, or what is it, paravaping? 
<laughs> it's pair of something. I don't know. It's usually a vape show, but I've been talking a lot about paramotors. The more I fly, the more it probably goes to a paramotor show. But I, I try to keep it about vaping. But yeah, it's every Friday night, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. You can go to paramotordude.com. That'll take you straight over my YouTube channel. Come on, it's free. <laughs> That's right. Excellent, excellent. Whole lot of laughs. I love watching you guys. It is funny most of the time to watch us bicker. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just love watching you and Munchkin on there. She's great. <laughs> she, she keeps you in line, and that's a good thing. She's so burnt Somebody right now. She Somebody is sunburnt so bad. <laughs> that's why I love her. I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> Excellent. And Paramom from ParamomUSA.com. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how to get on your show and something's going on with your favorite <laughs> son on Thursdays. That's right. Yeah, he's been doing quite a bit of flying. Um, yeah, you can catch him on uh, Thursday, on Thursday, paraglidingtalk.com with my son, Robert Michaels. And that's how I got my name, Paramom, because he flies paramotor sometimes and he paraglides too. And uh, he, they always have really cool guests on his show. You never know who's going to, you know, pop up there. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And don't forget Wednesday nights, Just Want to Fly. There, She's have, still having her show. So y'all got to, you know, get, get on there and watch, um, watch Jade's show. My lovely flying flamingo. And she's, he she's healing up pretty good and check on her every day. So we'll just keep our prayers going and. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, don't forget to catch her show on Wednesday. And just a shout out to Northern Lights Paramotors LLC. So make sure you check them out. They're awesome. Their so. flying's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. I always forget that. Yes. Yeah. So you guys want to like check that out? It's like the end of this month or something. I I don't remember the dates exactly, but yeah. I have to look it up. If you're but up yeah. north, go to that. Yeah, it's coming up the end of the month. I thought it was the 27th or something. It's coming up pretty quick. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So. All right. That's it. And we'll fly. Uh, tell us a little bit about your touchyourtip.com yep. thing that you yes, got going too. on. <laughs> yeah, man. So you can check my check out my videos. Uh, look for you on YouTube. We'll fly or. Easiest thing to do is just go to willflyppg.com. Just the tip, 10.0 came out a few days ago and uh, already working on the next one. Heck yeah. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Appreciate you. My name is Sean Simons, also known PPG Grandpa. You can always find me at ppggrandpa.com. I fly paramotors.com. Of course, you can always find me over here at the school at paramotorarkansas.com and the new nonprofit organization, Run Into the Sky dot org y'all have a wonderful evening and we will see you next monday you here be here hey, much love right. be here or be square yeah that's it that's it all right monday. peace out everybody bye